Whiskey, November, Romeo, Papa. To all units, proceed to your post assignments. All units, proceed to your post assignments. Rookie pilot. No, no, don't tell me. I remember the trading hollow. It's this person, right? No, oh wait, sorry. I'll get it, really. Hank, friendly fire. Cooper, second mechanized militia. Balsta, 7 April, 3050. You're listening to Wolfnet Radio. The show that loves patches. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew. Where are your papers, Bloodbath Barons? Tonight, this evening... We will have, as always, Andrew, the gloves are coming off, middle crawl. Nope, he's not ready. <laughs> he's muted. Anyways, moving along. And... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this it's... amateur that you decided to have be on the, on the show? It's ready? been a while, folks. <laughs> and roll on two. Tonight we, have, tonight we have Andrew, the gloves are coming off, middle crawl. Good evening, gentlemen. How is everyone? It's been a little while. Pretty good, pretty good. And Luke, is it just me? Charles Gideon Dirks? Hey, yeah. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Is it just me? We're off to a rousing start. (laughs) It's the mute button. Take the mute buttons off. (laughs) And Timus. Timus? Timus. Thomas, was it warm? Silent Sea River Kruger? Was it warm? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Present. Present. Right. Wow. Trying to, trying to remember when you said that in the past. <laughs> yep, I'm trying to figure out where, when it was warm. When you went on your vacation. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, Aaron, how many screens do I have open? Hi, everyone. I'm here and unmuted. Glad to be here with all of you today, tonight. Such a nice, balmy February. It really was today. Moving along, get up to what, 60 around here? Mm Mm-hmm. Tonight, got a great show. We're going to be talking about news and events. We had some community league things, and we also had some books come out and some minis come out. <sighs> Excuse me. The Con of the North and some Battle Barn Gen Talk Talk. Yeah. Heat level critical and some other things coming up. Lots so, of stuff happened. Let's start off with. Product, product, product. Where's the beef? Suddenly Barnes & Noble has uh, display salvage boxes? Yeah. Who saw this coming? Not this guy. We kind of wondered what was going to happen with any extras, but... What's even cooler is, is our own Rashido, Kevin Witt, is uh, on all of the display promotional boxes. So... That is some. Yeah, he's got his cool what? stuff, man. Nova Cat he's and his got Kodiak. the Nova Cat and the and the Kodiak, and they are look gorgeous as always. Which brings up the shout out from Brute uh, that he asked me to do the art of Barnes and Noble's salvage boxes by Brushito. He had no idea they were going to use his work on the displays, so he is shocked. But he's getting that sweet, sweet Barnes and Noble money. 
better yeah no i i think that would be the sweet sweet catalyst money which he probably doesn't get because i think uh, camo specs is totally voluntary so hopefully they hook him up with something i hope so he deserves it get him a barnes and noble gift card (laughs) (laughs) here go pick up your own stuff (laughs) that would be awesome That'd make a perfect Christmas gift. So uh, for the listeners, so the salvage boxes that are now in Barnes & Noble and apparently are going to be coming to your friendly local game store um, are all of of the Kickstarter is my understanding. It's not just... Yeah, it's not just the uh, Omnimex from the first wave. So... Um, you can go buy whatever you want. I have seen lots of people get very similar because people are buying like the whole box of them. So they <laughs> yeah. are getting, so, so the, like they're buying like two whole flats and being like, being like, Oh, I got the exact same stuff. So the randomization is questionable, <laughs> but I have seen people get all sorts of different stuff. It just depends. Just, just don't buy multiple flats. I think you should be fine. <laughs> Or buy, buy if you're buying flats, go to different stores. I wonder if like Barnes and Noble's like, oh, you know, you're only supposed to take a couple of those. They're like, oh no, I'm taking all of them. Oh, oh no, <laughs> you silly, mine. silly person, you. <laughs> Apparently, you don't what know you us talking about players. What are you talking about? Andrew would never do such a thing. Yeah, I have <laughs> never done that in my life. Like, hi, my name is Matt, and I have a problem. <laughs> oh, but but going back to the Brushito. So if anybody out there did buy the whole display. And you yeah. don't have plans of keeping the display. He would like one. Yes. 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 H- hook him up. If uh, you don't know how to connect with him, hook us up and Email we'll hook us. him up. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it to him. So send that, it to us. Be, we'll send it to hey, him. That's here. Here's, here's the challenge to the WNRP listening group. <laughs> Treasure hunt time. Everyone needs to find out whether they can get the promotional box so that we can get Kevin at least one, if not a couple. So treasure hunt, go make that happen. And go. Everybody, everybody loves a good treasure hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be it's in your backyard. To, to be uh, completely transparent, I did go to my local Barnes and Noble <laughs> and they did not have, they, they did not have the boxes out, so I don't know if um, I was just late to the party, or if they didn't have any, or or what the case was, but I, I walked around that whole store. I did find the Dragoons box, um, which was not next to the uh, Game of Armor Combat box. I don't, I don't understand shame, shame. that, but yeah, Weird. <laughs> but, but they had no salvage boxes, but, uh, I did see somebody got a crab out of one. So now I'm tempted. <laughs> now you're my, right. my <laughs> one in, the my one in 92 chance. Oh no. <laughs> you, you mean the, the crab with the really nice cockpit view? Oh, you shut up. <laughs> shut up. That was a very nice. It's better than what I was going to say in. The alternate version. That'll be the thing. Like you'll <laughs> you'll have this one mech you want and you'll buy like boxes after boxes and never get it. Like I can't yeah. pay, I can't well, pay the cockpit. Aaron, Aaron in, in wave one, what did you get? You had seven you had seven salvage boxes and you got five timberwolves or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. All <sighs> I wanted was a 
what was I looking for? I think Rotter. I was looking for another Widowmaker or something like that. Grendels yeah. and Mad Cats. I got, I had, I got tons of them. Told you we could trade when I got I've, them. I've been, yeah, I've been trading. Um, Did you get what you needed? Yeah, I got, a, I got a couple of good stuff, but uh, like I said, I haven't. I, I spent about half a day one Saturday, <laughs> a long time ago, reorganizing everything. So all of my stuff is nice and neatly put away, and and uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten it out yet. Was that after you guys spent a night at my house and saw the disarray that I have going on? Yeah, that was that was kind of the the catalyst of the whole thing. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> when you're trying to throw them at us. <laughs> yeah, it's like holy crap! This stuff is everywhere. Well, everywhere. <laughs> that, that that brings up a, a total tangent. But Ooh. how do you guys store your stuff? Well. <laughs> an open corner at this point yeah <laughs> floor you space mean, you mean a Andrews. room or a house <laughs> my whole house there's a every corner of my house i think has something battletech in it right now which is i am waiting to get my basement finished which is happening this spring and i can hope i'm hoping to get it organized so mine might happen too then you um, wouldn't see these lovely joists behind me so I don't know. I think I saw it on Facebook, on the WolfNet Radio Facebook page, which if you're not a member of, you should definitely join. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, somebody had just those fishing tackle boxes. You know, the long the long ones. They're about, about an inch and a half thick. And I already had a, a bunch of them from my old X-Wing days. And I could fit pretty much like 90% of the mechs either laying down or standing up. All except the Turkina. Yeah, I've I've got the uh, I call it my big ass box. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got like the Stone Rhino, uh, the Turkina. I think the uh, Marauder Two. Yeah, the I can actually get the Marauder Two laid down and kind of like sideways. Uh, Wampus, big ass box. But uh, it it actually works out really nice because it's clear on the top, so you can see. Uh, what you're trying to get at. And yeah, it fits about, I mean, obviously depending on what size mechs, I mean, it, it, the the lights, I pretty much fit all of my lights in one box, except for I put clan and inner sphere. I, I divvy the two up, but yeah, mediums, I could get most of them all in there. Heavies where it starts getting a little, uh Yeah. Oh look! Another oh, Marauder Two C. Another Marauder Two C. How many is that? Marauder Two C Two Two C. Dash Two. Is it Two Dash C? Five. So you've gotten five fan giveaways to you for not all you, give, your... not four giveaways. Nice. I bought one. I bought one. Technically, he should have six, but uh, Ian <laughs> gave me the Marauder 2C, probably thinking that I was Andrew. They, they, so they made it. it up in spades with that bad boy. <laughs> is it is it 2C, 2-C, or 2C? <laughs> it's officially a 2C, um, the clan refit of the Marauder. Okay. Not the uh, inner sphere model, the clan. Second line Omnimech. Well, it's not an Omnimech. That's right. Second line. <laughs> Love it. Never so, said I was first line. But anyway, um, it 
it works out really well because they stack nice and you put a little labor make label maker on it and it uh it does help out for just cleaning everything up making sure i can like, get at things really really fast so um you can find them at any walmart shields they're pretty cheap i think they're like four bucks for a flat or something like that i bought uh, uh i bought five of those uh the Feldher cardboard box 150s. I really like those. They fit a lot of miniatures. Well, well I, I definitely agree with that. I, that's my old case was the, the cardboard one. Yeah. Uh, and it works great. It, it holds a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Uh, no, I think it's get. like 25 bucks. Yeah. 28 was, bucks, something like that. Something really cheap. The only problem I had is when I tried to bring it back into the game shop when it was raining in between the car and that's when it started to de- degrade a little bit. Um, okay. So that's it's when I melting. Got, that's why I got one of those felt haired, uh, other cases, zippered ones, zippered yeah, ones. Yep. Canvas ones. Yeah. Yep. It, it's not I got a the, bunch of those too. I love it's them. It's not the three fifty one, but it's, uh, it's still a pretty nice one. I think. And worst case scenario, I could just throw it in my uh, DeWalt uh, case too. That's the, <laughs> the carry on. <laughs> yeah. The carry all, I should say. Carry up the carry all. <laughs> can fit your my entire... hobby fits into this. <laughs> yeah, the entire paints, mechs, everything. No, see, mine. Uh, I, I keep all of my gray shame in one drawer, which is just a giant pile of gray. um not organized at all um the the ones that i think i might use in the near future are on the top of the pile and that's about as organized (laughs) as it gets um and then as i work on them as i pull them out in batches for painting uh then the ones that are actively being painted are just on my shelf and then i have some little display cases for the ones that are done just to keep them from getting dusty but (coughs) that's yeah, that's my my little assembly line process. But I uh, had my drawer open when my wife walked by, and she asked how many miniatures I had, and I I don't know, and I had to tell her that I don't know. Oh, that's the so, worst. Never did yeah, that. <laughs> I, I, but my, my my shame was compounded. We'll just. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it makes me feel much better with everything being organized. Now, whether I'm going to get to painting it any faster because it's organized, probably not, but at least it looks nice. I have a cardboard fruit flat. And so they're all like, they look like they're in cold storage and I'm looking down through the building. (laughs) So they're just like entombed waiting for me to unwrap them. But, you know, the ones that I'm actually starting to utilize or test with, they go in the hard case, either the new the new backpack with the uh, battle foam, three inch or two inch. Two inch. I will say, though, getting back to the to the individual packs. That's going to be great for uh, local game stores. That's going to be a great source of revenue because I think they're what eight bucks per box. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just like magic gathering, man. You buy. 
one pack. And then 20 minutes goes by. It's like, yeah, one more. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're walking out with a whole flat. And you're like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> but um, for like just single mech picking up, especially like maybe even uh, prize support. You just be like, hey, man, we'll have a tournament. And uh, first place gets, you know, a pack or something like that. If you're If you're tournament on a budget kind of a thing or it's just a Saturday kind of a deal. Um, instead of like, you're going to be able to get people into the game without having to basically give them a, a game of armored combat or a clan invasion box set. It's something really quick, easy, um, and, and, and convenient to have, I think. And again, the box, the, the flat looks amazing. It's what I've always wanted. What do they call that in, uh, speaking of magic, what do they call that when you uh, play with the cards that you open out of the pack? So draft. They, they do a draft. draft. Yeah, so how how long until we start seeing some like Alpha Strike draft games out there where everybody buys three and then you play with the three you draw? So what is there? There's nine in a flat? Right, because it, it'll come with the card, so... Five, six, seventy-nine. Oh, maybe there's that's awesome. there nine or twelve. I can't remember. That would be a pretty Turkina type game. Because I mean, you really couldn't do that with classic, unless you printed off the sheet, the record sheet. But that's yeah, because you know, they come a, with the Alpha Strike card in them, don't they? Yep. The one thing. So what you would do is, if you're going to do a draft, right? You get three mechs. Um, I think you can point cost pretty close with skills. You know, if I've got like a Kodiak, a Stinger, and a <laughs> and a Hunchback or something like that, uh, do you add them all up and then you just go in as a one mech Alpha Strike grinder kind of a thing? I don't know. Or do you play all three on the same board? There's there could be a lot of formats come out of this that would be a lot of fun. Nice, I like that. But it is an option a store can do, like Saturday afternoon BattleTech Draft Day. Never thought those words would be in the same sentence, but here we are. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think that's so, a fabulous idea. Kudos to Cattle Game Labs for coming up with this. It, that was a, I, I think it filled a void that was needed, and uh, it's going to be great. I, like I said, I saw somebody pull. He bought a whole flat and got ten mechs or nine mechs or whatever. And it was like a really good array of everything. They had clan, inner sphere, assault, light, medium. Um, it was a good, uh, good mix of stuff. So the randomization works, I guess. Of course they have enough mechs to randomize with now. So. And with variants, you could, you can get pretty close with PV. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you could do a, a draft scenario or or come up with something fun like that and get everyone close. I mean, we've with our 350, we've we've shown that higher skill pilot mediums can take down an assault really fast. Or that light mechs are kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, I think all the all the what's the baking term where it's like the proof is in the pudding. It just needs to, needs to, I don't know, give it a try and, and uh, needs to be tested and worked out and just 
I think it'd be a fun, it's a fun thing for local game stores. I think it's, it'll help them out a lot. Yeah. It could boost league events and things like that. Yeah. Especially selling Battletech. And the miniatures are cool. Like some people might just buy them just to get a miniature and paint it up. Well, speaking of community leagues, uh, there's quite a few groups popping up that uh, want to start regular leagues, um, whether Classic or Alpha Strike or Destiny. Has anybody seen some of those? Oh, the the MechWarrior Destiny stuff? Uh, yeah, the... well, people are uh, using the uh, Mech Rules. Well, it's the what the uh, guys over at uh, Death From Above are like they kind of did a meld of the destiny rules with some alpha strike rules to kind of make it alpha strikey without with a little bit more detail um some people are trying it they like it i don't know i i haven't uh dug through it very hard to figure it out but it's a thing well that's cool but yeah no the, lots of leagues like i, I, said, like, I thought oh go ahead well, it's just now that there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways these days to play BattleTech. Um, it's not just classic or uh, Alpha Strike. It's you know the Destiny stuff. Um, there's uh, even cards, card game. Yeah, well, between Mega Mech and the video games and uh, BattleTech's kind of like. We always say Battletech Renaissance, but it really is a Battletech Renaissance going on right now. Uh, between MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior uh, uh, 5, Alpha Strike, Classic is is resurging. Um, and even I think the, it's all due to the, cat, the Kickstarter. Even the CCG uh, enthusiasts are getting back into the what they don't make anymore. It's really nice. But they're also getting into... Um, what was that other format for computer game? Tabletop. Oh, tabletop simulator. Yeah. They're doing they're doing uh CCG Battletech cards on tabletop as well. So things are getting back in their building and people are finding ways to enjoy Battletech as a whole. Whether they play one side one one type of format or whether they play several different types. It's just fun to see them en- enthusiastic about it and building that community well and it's great because the the miniature side the game playing side is ramping up along with the fiction side which is what we've always wanted right it's either fiction or not gameplay or it's gameplay but we haven't had a book in four years kind of a thing so i mean again they they're all got to be just busy as hell which please everyone (laughs) give catalyst a little bit of a break when you know, we've been patient for 20 years, pretty much. Uh, there's no reason to, to harp on them now. Um, everything is everything is heading in the right direction, I think. I hope. I hope it stays heading in the right direction. Yeah, just got to be consistent. Got to have that consistency. Oh, speaking of uh, fiction, did you guys uh, catch the uh, teaser on uh, Discord of uh, that... The dragoon, the next dragoon book is uh, kind of nearing completion. No, is that, catch is that? that the is that the dragoon book in thirty one fifty one, or is that the dragoon book that was promised in the Kickstarter? The th- ooh, 
Ooh, the teaser was <laughs> such a teaser. I'm not even sure how which one they were teasing anymore. Do they have a title? Well, of course not. No, I guessed. I guessed a bunch more. <laughs> I uh, my, my favorite guess was for a few silver more. That was my favorite guess, but I was oh, wrong. Oh, that would be a good <laughs> title. So are because I know they're going to be mentioned with the Empire Alone book, right? Are there in there? I mean, it, it yeah. says in Empire Alone, they're like, and the Wolf's Dragoons are out causing havoc with their new commander. And it was like, oh, damn. Okay. But we also know that there is an individual book written specifically for Wolf's Dragoons that is set in the 3151 timeline, I think. Yeah, Spencer's writing that one. But what book are you talking about, Andrew? I didn't realize. There was, there's, there's a Dragoon. They're in the Kickstarter, Stackpole or some, and, Col- and Lauren Coleman, I believe, were supposed to write an orig- origination story for Wolf's Dragoons. Oh. As part of the Kickstarter. That, I doubt, is heading our way soon. I think it's the Schmetzer one. Yeah, if I had to guess. Eight. I would guess it's the Schmetzer one as well. I just, yeah, Schmetzer's a show. I, I just... I just had to put it out there just to stir the pot. Because ah, I can. Because you can. All right. So uh, MUL's got a little bit of a change that was just brought up tonight that we hadn't noticed for a little bit. Um, they changed the skill tolerance from max of seven to eight. Looking at it right now. At yeah. I don't quite understand. Does that make it? The- well, first of all, all the changes that need to be done. <laughs> that does, wasn't yeah. it. Will that allow <laughs> ga- will that allow gameplay to be successful? That's an easy one to change. But I guess I, I'm just wondering why they went to eight. It's been seven all the all this time. Is is there a reference in the book that I'm missing that says you can go to eight? Cheaper PB. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it's been eight for a long time. Is it? it not? I don't oh, know. I, well, for the longest time, the most that the best was seven, or the worst was seven. Hmm. I could I, be wrong because is that like a guaranteed miss shot then with a skill eight? It's not great. <laughs> well, eight's, you're rolling, eight's not you're great. Rolling, you're rolling nines on something at short range with a TMM of one, which you're not going to see. <laughs> You shouldn't see a lot of that in 350. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I, I thought seven lot. was bad enough. I, <laughs> yeah. I see nine. I thought seven was bad enough when, too. Uh, when they're firing at me, oh. maybe they just want a cheaper unit. <laughs> okay, it wasn't very really cheap enough. Well, but 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 at some point, like that, like like if you just kind of extrapolate that to to percentages. Like, it won't make it much of a difference. It, it, well, but if, if that, that's like somebody who's driving a car fast on pavement and turns, they have like a two thirds chance of skidding off into the ditch. Like they're that bad of a driver. So I just feel like eight is horrible. <laughs> like, like I, I, I mean, I, I've been like kind of in the back of my head thinking like, you know, maybe seven is even more than we need for the 350. But if they're putting eight out there, then I'm kind of like, I don't know. That's hor- 
they're going to make even worse pilots. Yeah, that that <laughs> seems stretching it a bit. It's a you ask me. true born warrior fighting with a broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a kid fighting yeah. in a battle armor suit. Oh, well, they've had that, though. Speaking <laughs> of kids fighting battles, um, oh, I am halfway through the second book of... Uh, Give me a second. Falcon one. No, it's the um, Jennifer Blazek yeah, series. Jennifer oh, Blazek. Go. Um, yeah. Good job. Ghost Hour. Uh, finished Iron Dawn a while ago. Great books. It. Yeah. I thought. Well, I'm hoping. We'll I'm hoping to, to get her on the show to do an interview here soon. That would be awesome. I'll take care be- of that because I think her take on. It's something we haven't read about, you know, the young kids, the the trainees, the cadets, you know, they're only it, it's very interesting because it it feels like it's kind of like a Harry Potter, um, Twilight. <laughs> uh, it's not meant to be, you know, for teenagers to read, but it's r- written where I think a teenager getting into Battletech, they could relate a lot to it. Um. Yeah, that's that's it's, one side too, and, and then the also are awesome. being susceptible to being you know ripped to shreds yeah. by a battle mac too as a child. There's <laughs> there's well there's a lot of like screw these adults we can do this. Yeah, <laughs> and they do in some instances, but then they also kind of get their asses kicked too. So, um, well it, you know some experience, not a bunch of veteran experience. I've, I've been enjoying the books thoroughly. Um, it's very, it, it, it reminds me that it's not all the books don't always have to have like the whole inner sphere political, you know, tidbits in there. It's just very, very pinpoint uh, uh, specific. So I like that. I like the character development too, on um, just the snippets of background and yeah. how they, the reasons why they're doing what they're doing and their emotional motivation with internal and external conflicts, just like normal. Yeah. So I know there's a third one out and I'm hoping to get, hoping, hoping to get it done before we have her on, which uh, I should be able to do, but uh, I, I definitely recommend the books. I, when they first came out, of course they've been out for a, a while. I thought, that's what it was. It was like, oh, these are like teeny bopper Battletech books. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> I started them, yeah, way back when they came out and got hooked by them. They were great. Who, uh, speaking of books, did anybody finish No Substitute for Victory by Blaine Pardo? I did. What'd you think? <laughs> oh, that's not good. Being honest. Uh, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like, for an inter- me, for an inter- part of me, honestly, fan. well, part of me is honestly like, am I just like super critical and jaded now? You know, like, like, <laughs> like when, when, when rock in a hard place came out and I was the, I was the one that was all like, ah, I don't know. Eh. And now I'm just like more, eh, I don't know. I, like I mean, it's, it's, hard place. It, see, I'm, I, 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 I guess in my old age, I've just gotten, I don't know. 
Yeah, everybody's What's different. the word I'm looking for? Cynical. Um, <laughs> cynical, yeah. <laughs> well, you cynical. are a pu- you are a published author now, so you oh, have God, the yeah. right to be. <laughs> yeah. And plus, Woo. you only have the Marauder behind you every day. Yeah. No. Um. No. Like there, there were aspects of it that I really liked. Um. I. And I don't. I don't think this is necessarily a a Blaine thing. I think it's much more of a, um, the, how do I even say this? The, the focus so much was on Melvina for so long that when then they have characters like Archer pride and the, uh, the, the, the little group in, uh, no substitute. And then they, then they, they have to be portrayed as they are so different kind of like Stephanie Chistu of they are so different than the rest of the Jade Falcons. And it's like, well, if there's so many that are so different than the Mongol doctrine, then why did that work? Like it, it starts breaking the cohesion of if there's all these like little splinter groups of like naysayers, then how did it work that they all stuck together? I mean, everybody's just personally terrified of Melvina. I don't know, but. Oh, absolutely. Well, right. But I mean, like like maybe general revolt is a concept that doesn't apply to clans like they just don't get it but at some point like if well, everybody looks around and they're like you know there's like one out of 20 of us that are wearing black and you know doing that whole gig and the rest of us really think this is stupid you'd think that they would do something about it not just like be mum and then when they're by themselves all of a sudden now bloom into this whole different thing but anyway that's my whole uh thing with the jade falcons i think that catalyst kind of got handed a rough hand to try to play with the jade falcons because dark the jump to dark age created melvina and melvina was the absolute worst ever and then how do you save the rest of the faction from that I think that's where they're kind of stuck, but that's my, my whole beef. But anyway, I digress and I, I secede, I cede the rest of my time back to the chair. Thank you. <laughs> oh, great. Now I don't need to read it. <laughs> What'd you think of it, Andrew? So I liked the fact that to your point earlier, that everything was Mulvina and the mongrel doctrine and you're either on board or you were dead, right? But right. either by Melvina wolf... or by the pet she had, right? And you know, uh, children of Kerensky, Hour of the Wolf, we started to see those that were in silent rebellion or who didn't agree with what was happening. I like, I personally, I like the fact that. It's showing that the Falcons weren't just mindless yeah. followers. Um, the idea of, you know, strength as honor works to a point, but you have to have honor while doing it. You you have to stay. I mean, when you're when your founding comes from the Black Watch, there's there's something there. And I like the fact that it was showing and it, and in that stories that are coming out now are showing that not everyone agreed with and not everyone followed that doctrine. Um, 
I like the fact that the main character was very not Jade Falcon in how he conducted his war. Um, I think it set up uh, where the Falcons are going to go. The idea that how he persecuted his war through that story will change the way the Falcons conduct them themselves being the right arm of, of the Ilkhan. Sort of like a redemption. Um, not so much redemption, mm-hmm. but um, you, they're, they've always been such a, a, a martial society. And through no substitute for victory, he had to fight his falcons because he was the falconer and he had uh, a cadet or a a sibco that he was building up and there was like i want to say i've eight of them that was left for 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 testing to warrior status when his cluster got pulled off to go to terra and he was chosen to stay behind because he was a quote-unquote troublemaker in that he didn't follow the doctrine, in that he thought thought of things and thought through things very di- very differently than the quote unquote traditional Falcon, Jade Falcon warrior. And the the planet had an uprising to try and take their planet back for the Lyran Commonwealth. Of course, they had um, an LIC agent there that was stirring the pot and. Um, you can't have a battle, good battle tech book without some political intrigue, which was there. Um, but I just, I, I, I enjoyed the book simply for the fact that not everyone agreed with what she was doing. And there were ways of showing their disagreement and still being a clan warrior. They can disagree to, they can agree to disagree and get along. Uh, I don't think there was a lot of getting along with Malvina Hazen. I, I, it was it was really her way or the highway, and she was very pointed about that. Um, but people found ways to silently voice their their dissent. Um, we had uh, Klaus Pride, Archer Pride, uh, Stephanie Shitsu, um, this cat, and I. Sorry, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm in the middle of another book now. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. He conducted war very different than what most clan warriors would have done. Is this book on uh, audiobook? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> if, you, <clears throat> if you put it on uh, a device that has the lead, read aloud... Uh, capability from the settings you can highlight the text and it'll read it aloud to you in a nice digital voice i found that out Hmm. and in a different language if it has that capability if it's written in a different language so try that all all books could be audio if you finagle it that way through your device so andrew you actually uh reminded me because I kind of went off on a whole tangent about not no substitute, but 
man, I really hated the uh, governmental lead in the in that in no substitute. The the uh, high and mighty princess. Yeah. yeah. Oh my she was god. A, she was a piece of work, but I liked it. I oh, like that that I you had to it. fight around that that you know the the entitlement and I'm used to getting my way and coming from business and trying to be in politics they don't work that way and just because you said so doesn't mean it's so and it was fun watching her sort of kind of grow into the position and still have the problems that she did. Well, I guess we'll just have to disagree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I, I'm sitting here trying to think how, how to even describe it without getting way into spoiler territory, but man, I absolutely hated her um, with like every part of me, but um <laughs> That's fair. She was not a nice person. I I don't disagree with that at all. Um, (laughs) I just like the fact that she was the foil to the LIC agent, right? Um, He he needed to have something to rail against, and uh, she was was perfect to do that against. Anyway, so that was... So that, I think... I think that uh, No Substitute for Victory is the latest Battletech novel that's out. Um, a uh, published Shrapnel author guy, you got any word on when Shrapnel 7, is that out yet? Or are we looking at Shrapnel 8? 8. eight. Are we looking eight. at 8? We got and any idea when that's be, dropping? Well, it should be next month. should be about a month. Nice. Well, Whenever people are listening to this, I have no idea, but um, it, they've been <laughs> dropping every three months, mid-month, so should be middle of next month. Oh, you got cool. one heating up? Huh? Do you have one heating up? Oh, no. Um, you only get in back-to-back ones if you are pre-arranged for that kind of stuff, I think. Um, I'm just kind of going by what I've seen, like uh, stack poles stories because they were pre-arranged they went in order through the first few um and then now uh uh craigs are going in order um and then like the ones like the the other reoccurring stories are like every couple few issues so uh i think i'm i don't think i have a prayer for this this upcoming one but i just keep sending in stories that's all i know it's all you can do when are you in New Year's, Tommy? Thank you for yeah, doing that. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I'm I, still in the works. Um, I've been talking with somebody in the on this team. I don't know who, but somebody that uh, uh, has a lot of experience with shrapnel. Um, <laughs> that's pretty, it's pretty narrow. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> pinpoint on nice. that one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I got to find more uh, content. Um because my short story is a little too short right now. Um, but I, I had a stories. great idea. I had a great idea on how to <laughs> make it longer. So, Wait, I, you, I, you need characters? Nope. You need nope. situations? I got plenty of characters. <laughs> I, I don't need any more characters. Good. So I just had, I have to hope that I don't get denied. Denied. Oh, if you get denied, you do it again. And you do That's it right. again. You try, get, try, try, try again. Punished. Just punch but it my, in there and give it a twist. My 
My stuff's more of the darker stuff. I mean, everybody. Good. We need some more of that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Have you Have you read my stories? Have you read <laughs> Have you read the the Blazek series? That's pretty dark too. Sometimes, but good. Just Anyways. remember. Just to remind you guys. I I don't read too often. I listen. So <laughs> there's only a few authors that I read. Gideon's one of them, of course. Woo. We won't give up on you, Tommy. A very small, prestigious group that I belong to. Yep. <laughs> All right, moving along. Since we're talking about, you know, more books, let's talk about what we've been waiting for for a very long time. Tomorrow Rising. We've been waiting a long time to talk about that book. Yes. We can finally talk about it without being spoiler jerks. <laughs> yeah. Although even, we've, we've, we've probably got, been beat to got, the punchline already. And I got called out for just saying that the poster was awesome. Jesus. So sorry for trying to pump sales. Um, I apologize <laughs> to the one person who got angry about it for a spoiler <laughs> on the map. Um, call them your well, tit next time, all right? Hey. Uh, all day. <sighs> they make ice cubes for that. God. <laughs> but it gets bent out of shape out of the weirdest shit. You can't say that. Like, can I? Why not? Say it twice. Shot so, it from the mountaintop. So I'll I'll probably won't talk about tomorrow rising because I basically gave my copy away because somebody needed it bad. So carry on. He didn't need it. I don't need it. You you no, you fell for his, his little pity party. Oh yeah. no, I I I'm just Oops. looking into other research like, you know, the the ghost bears walking dead in the Zeta galaxy that I want to make for a list. So I moved on. I've moved on. Yeah, um, I suppose I suppose when uh, Dominions Divided drops, you're not going to be so giving with it, but yeah. Dominions Divided. Give that one away too. <laughs> what, what's this? What, huh? The what? new Ghost Bear. Well, that will be Dominion when? Divided will be the Tamar when? Rising of that when? region. When? It's after Empire Alone. Yep. Ooh, two good books in such a short Yeah, it's going to be a fun 2022 for Battletech. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'll start by just saying that I loved how Tomorrow Rising was put together. I may be in the minority, I don't know, but I liked the fact that it read like a story. Like you got the individual storylines from each area and then the further on the book you got then they started melding together so you got the little back histories um but you could you could skip to certain i mean i know a lot of the books are like that but this one just felt put together a little different to me and i liked it like it was meant to be i agree i i really like the format of the book i like how the things were stitched together. Um, I like how it painted the landscape and gave you the details that as an, as an agent or as a person wanting to run games, I think you got enough information to be able to put together some scenarios or play battles um, in this region now with the things that are happening. Um, the the I'll, I'll I'll tout it again. The included map, um, along with Tamar Rising, is phenomenal. 
I am so excited to be able to get those maps. I sincerely hope somebody thought ahead and all the maps that get put out for the different books that you can put them together on one big ass map and put it on the wall. That would be a really big wall, but I think that'd be really cool. Um, the, the included map has um, jump points and jump routes um, for planetary movement, which will come in handy for doing campaign operations and that kind of thing. I thought that was spot on. That was really, really cool. When I, I uh, from the AMA that they had on uh, the book, I thought it was really cool how they intentionally said, okay, we're going to cover like a year and a half. And I, I think it was Aaron uh, Cahill who said, I want lots of questions and I want lots of like activity around those questions, but I don't want the answers. You know, like I, I want you to plant these story hooks. I want you to grow them into things, you know, like all the different storylines are kind of interacting with each other. How are the Jade Falcon occupation zone people operating and interacting with the lions and uh, uh, Hell's Horses? And, you know, there's back and forth all over there. Um, but don't put a bow on it, which is, I think, kind of what happened in uh, Shattered Fortress, where there was a lot of action and a lot of stuff, but it all led up to jump ships jumped into the Terra system. And that's all that really matters at this point. Like all of the, all of this was lead up and we are putting a bow on it and that's where it's done. Whereas with Tamar, it's very much a, here's all this cool stuff going on. You can go there, be part of it. You can run your games there. You can do your destiny stuff, you know, time of war games also just, you know, gives you, and I think that's part of what I, I've talked about it before, I'm sure. But that's part of what I always liked about Battletech is your little skirmish on the table can mean something. Um, like you yeah. can you you can stitch it into the universe and it makes total sense and it adds some stakes to the game. Um, and I think that Tamar totally taps into that where like, you know, anything from that sector of space, any game you want to play, even including pirates and whatnot, you can... It, it means something and because because there's not a bow on the end of the the book wrapping it all up it, you feel like okay this might actually like this game because we don't know how the book ends it, it actually does fit it i haven't been proven wrong yet you know if maybe clan hell's horses takes over everything who knows but for the b meantime i can totally fight mario and hope to win not knowing if his clan is going to take over all of known space or not. Yeah. Well, was... But I mean, at this, at the same time, we are in a unique position in 35 years, well, in the last 15 years, we don't know where things are going. The story is new and that's, this is an extremely exciting time um, for new people to come into, come into the game. I mean, what do you guys think is reading hour of the wolf a new starting point no i think i think hour of the wolf is the bow on the end of dark age i really but like honestly 
But doesn't Hour of the Wolf set up Tomorrow Rising in the books that are coming out? I, I think or not. Y- yes and no. I I think I think I guess my perception is if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, I I don't know if I want to get into the BattleTech universe. Um, tell me where to start." I I'm honestly the leaning more and more towards because my my answer is always go back and read the Grey Death trilogy because I'm biased. But, um, but I'm really no. leaning more and more towards go buy a game of armored combat, go buy the price of duty and buy tomorrow rising and just start now. And like be, because hour of the wolf, I feel like is the, okay. Clan wolf just took over Terra and now this is where the universe is. Oh, spoiler alert! By the way, if anybody didn't know, oh yeah, Clan Wolf won. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> a year a year later. Um, well, that's that's not far from the truth because some people still don't know because they haven't they haven't caught all the all the updates, all the. Yeah. Well, but 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 yeah, no. I I guess though, I to to sum it up, I think if you say just start now like a clan took terra it changes the entire political system all of the power struggles go read price of duty and get tomorrow rising and start playing in that world i think that that's a lot more accessible to a lot of people than (laughs) me saying my old standby answer of go read the gray death trilogy and when you're done with that read the warrior trilogy and when you're done with that read the blood of krinsky trilogy and that after you've devoted nine books worth of time then maybe you're started to have know the, what to do i don't know have the, like <laughs> have the, you have the answer of whether you're going to like it or not right right but i i think if somebody doesn't know you can spend i mean game of armor combat is what 60 bucks tamar is tomorrow's 35 and uh price of duty is five because it's an ebook something like that so for under 100 bucks you can you know have some lore a source book and the the game the the tabletop i I don't know that's pretty reasonable compared to others well yeah i mean i i was at my game shop a couple weeks ago and just Basically, games that come with minis. I'm, you know, some of those are in the three figures already, and it's just a standalone game by itself. I don't, I don't know. BattleTech is a is a great purchase, but anyway, I've I, I've prattled on again. I would probably say Hour of the Wolf. Well, one, it's going to be a tough entry point because it's a long book. It's a it's a it's a tough read. I, I do I do give that. I'm I'm not arguing that at all. It's just. It feels like it because it wraps, it puts a bow on it. It's like drawing a line in the sand and say we're starting here, and then tomorrow rising is is like, you know, we're taking off again. Um, yeah, it, you, that's because yeah, the ghost ghost bears are sitting on the fence. I would think if you read Hour of the Wolf, you would understand at least a lot more of what is going on in uh, tomorrow rising and that's why that's why i said that you know i I think for tomorrow rising hour of the wolf is almost not and i guess it while the wolf really doesn't 
pertain well it kind of does in that it sets Tamar rising up of why the things are happening in Tamar rising otherwise there's no context as to why all of a sudden everybody's doing what they're doing especially with the jade falcons well i mean pretty much all tomorrow pact is because there's no more wolf and there's no more jade falcon holdings that's why tomorrow pact is wide open now can you say well that because they both just took all their armies and went to earth yeah um i think our 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 the wolf explains a lot of why they went Without reading all of Dark Age and without reading all the other stuff, but again, it's it's a tough, it's a long book. So now we're just waiting for stories of the implosions that happened from back in those areas. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I guess I don't know. Like, I would recommend somebody new. I would recommend. Yeah, I, I should have. I should add no substitute for victory on that list too, because that's post partially post ill ill clan um so uh but but i think that those are just it's more accessible that way i granted you don't necessarily know all of what's going on but i'm really getting to the, yeah getting to the mind of you don't need to know everything that's going on to get into battle tech true no very true I, no, absolutely that's, but, that, but that's why i said you know that is hour of the wolf or Tamar Rising, a new starting point in that you can get into the universe and start playing and doing things in the universe, but understand there's this huge, rich backstory that if you want to plunge into, you can. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I think that that's where Catalyst is doing uh, the smart thing and kind of making... Adding, I mean, a big part of it is going to be this much rumored um, and unseen universe book um, that's supposed to be coming someday. Um, But I think that that will really kind of help get new people to the universe to say, here, you know, here's a handful of books. Because, I mean, frankly, there's more books that you have to read in the lead up to Hour of the Wolf than there are books for Ill Clan era. So you're yeah, probably sure. better off just jumping into Hill Clan era and and understanding, like uh, Andrew said, that there's a lot that led up to this. But you don't need to know all of it to be able to jump in at this point. No, I mean, and I think Tamar really proved that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm just curious as the question and see where the debate would go. So, thank I you. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. So enough about the lore for a minute. <clears throat> Let's talk about this new Wolfhound 2C coming out. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, anybody we're, else we're scratching just, their heads? We're just lining up, the, lining up the Charles take the wheel kind of uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how, do, how does that make you feel, Gideon? It makes me confused, <laughs> to be completely 100% honest. I, I Don't get me wrong. Phelan, you know, he... he more stuff for Phelan all day, every day, but um, it's a one-off. It's it. There's only one Wolfhound Two C in existence, so like I I get why they made it us. You know, uh, well to explain. So Catalyst is continuing on 
uh, go ahead, Burns. Just like uh, to piggyback that, just like with Aiden Pride's Pride, with um, you know, great the Grace and Death oh. Carlisle's Marauder and other things. Yep. You could call Sorry. it a legendary, right? Yep. It's a legendary, exactly. legendary mech. Yep. And so, I mean, they're doing a one-off, um, not with Creative Juggernaut. Um, they're doing it with, I forget the name of the company, but they do like Shadowrun minis, I believe. Magic um, something. Magic. Magic Monster, Monster yeah, Magic. Yeah, Magic Monster, something. that sounds right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that you nailed it, Burns, insane think of it more as a legendary mech release rather than something where creative juggernauts, uh, black Knight or, uh, Ryokin were like, here's a few different variations on this, on this unit. It's much more of a, here's a legendary and we're going to give you different poses for it to make it look super legendary. That's that makes more sense. I am less confused now. Thank you. It's, it's like a one shot wonder mini. I mean, a lot of people are probably not going to need it, but there's going to be quite a few that are fans that are going to love it, you know? But yeah, it's uh, supposed to be premium, uh, unassembled, six legs, a few arms. Like, you're going to be able to pose it however you like. Um, I mean, you're going to have to clear. It. And let's be clear. It's a unique mech, not allowable in 350. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's yeah. just... I'm putting that on the airwaves and saying yeah, yeah, yeah. we have said it. It is an awesome piece, but it is a unique mech and not allowable in 350. I would probably see it posed most likely um, stepping on a lightning, like said, yeah, the, like said, books. Destiny. Yeah. Yep. Or some other tidbit like that. Uh just for the fact that I tried to pose my own uh, Wolfhound 2C way, way, way back in the day, uh, I'm super pumped. I think it's pretty awesome. You, you are plumb full of excitement. I tried to beef up a Wolfhound. You know, I gave it all kinds. I tried all kinds of different arms. This is probably 15 years ago, maybe something like that. Because I was a huge Phelan Kell fan. Um, still am, but, uh, he was, I, he was I, like one of my favorites. I really like this. I really like the idea or the concept of these unique one-off pieces, um, to follow in line with this legendary, you know, mechs of legendary warriors or whatever. Um, it's, it, it's a way to, I think, make some good money. I mean, I've heard a lot of seen a lot of grumbling on the on the on the webs of it it costs too much you know i don't want to pay 25 dollars for a black knight that's fair um but at the same time that black knight has a bunch of a uh, bunch of other pieces that lets you custom and tailor that model to what you want it to be not unlike um you know buying a a, a box of space marines that give you, you know, 14 heads and a couple different arms and different, you know, uh, support weapons and that kind of thing that allows you to tailor or customize that squad to what you want. I like the idea and I'm glad that they're doing it. And I sincerely hope that they continue with it. Um, 
Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, what I like to see more and more and more of these for different factions, different legendary characters, yes. Um, as long as it's, you know, worth the wait, yeah. <clears throat> if If I ran into one that I really wanted to have, I would get it. So it makes and, sense. And I will say, like, uh, honestly, after seeing the 2C, I kind of wish the regular Wolfhound looked a little cooler. Like, I thought it looked <laughs> cool. <laughs> but the 2C, it's, it just looks a little meaner. And I wish that the, the the regular Wolfhound now looked a little meaner. I never would have known until they came out with the new mini. <laughs> well, maybe you can add this one as you know, your own regular wolfhound instead. <laughs> I don't think anybody will gripe too much. This is another Dale Eda special. So a shout out to Dale and say nice work. Um, I've got one coming. I'm excited to have my, get my hands on it. So, um, and thanks to Catalyst for doing something new. I mean, they're rolling the dice on, on finding product and, and things that people are interested in and i'm glad that they're experimenting i can't well, wait think, to have some more drinks with dale just like think about a painting, a painting aspect like you can do dioramas of all the legendary mech warriors and now you can have uh phelan kell in his you know wolfhound 2c i mean go all out on it you know uh, a lot of people just get mechs to do show pieces and stuff like that to to i think this would be a great one to do yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like I'm always the one asking this question, but what do you think they're going to do next then? Because, I mean, just judging that there's, just guessing that they will continue to do it because of the number of people I've seen online say, I bought two, tells me that they've, that, that they've sold a ton of them already. Um, what do you think the next one should be? Why don't you start I, us off? What would you want to see next? Oh, God. See, that's why I asked the question, because then I get to wait for you guys to answer. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, the yeah. first one that came first one that came to mind for me was, I, I know that there's an Iron Winds model, um, but I'd like to see Len, Yen Lo Wang. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be tight. Especially with or, arm. Or, to be honest with you, when you bring up Yen Lo Wang, bring up any Solaris mech. I mean, the Solaris mechs, you could do some, you could do some really cool Franken mechs. The O'Bannon sisters. The O'Bannon sisters have and a pair of Marauder, Marauder twos. Yeah. Um, I just, there's, I think that there's no limit really to what you could do with this. Um, I mean, you could go back and do, uh, the Black Widows the 3070 black widows. Um, there was the Calvin two model of the battle master that had a rack five in the arm. Um, Jacob, um, Kincaid's, uh, Uziel. Uziel would be great to see a new, a new Kickstarter redone art of an Uziel. Um, the, of course, Stacy church's Zeus. Um, the red Corsair Fran, battle master. Red Corsair Battlemaster would be awesome. That would watch, be tight. Watch Aaron, watch Aaron have a stiffy for a couple of days. <laughs> Speak, speaking of stiffies, uh, Aletha Kabrinsky's Fire uh, Moth with a large laser. Yeah. 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 
that have a big, large laser stiffy. Wow, I think we just did Catalyst's job for him. So, for the next two months, what about us? What about Roshak's Nightjire Prime? Paul read on. Oh, give give Marv a little love. I like that too. Yeah. The the only difference is the hex in the front has Roshak on it. <laughs> Lore master. Ooh. Gideon had time to think about it. Yeah, I I think uh, I'm gonna have to agree with Andrew. I think that a really smart move would be Yenlo Wang, just because you can throw on a claw hand and a, a Gauss rifle, and you can also include a shield arm and an axe. Smooth you know, the like, LRM 10 out with two medium lasers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can definitely make a sprue to be able to fit that with the little work. Well, hopefully minimal work, but I think it would be really cool to be able to uh, flip between uh, 30, 30, 25 Yen Wang, 30, 50 Yen Wang, and 31, Yen Wang. I think that would be, yeah. that'd be a lot of fun to be able to do all of those. With the gauze um, variant, the gauze variant. Yep. No, yeah, I mean the, the AC twenty for when Justin ooh, drove ooh, it, but with the I beam jammed into it by a bunch of elementals to shoot it, just laying on a truck. <laughs> yep, there you go, truck with a Yen Lo Wang gauze rifle. Hey, that would be that would be a neat little diorama to get oh, a flatbed yeah. truck, get a flatbed truck and cut the gauze rifle off and have it sitting inside there. And I mean, I know that they make uh, Plastec makes little I beams that would probably fit the right way. I mean, that would be a neat little diorama you could do pretty quick. You hear but, it her for here first, folks. I bet one G could do it. Oh, one G would do a fantastic job of it. That's 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 his deal. It would be really cool. Uh, otherwise, though, I think maybe an Atlas too. I mean, I don't know. I I, I personally Stones. don't really like the look of it. But Stones, you, you Stones could, Matthew. yeah, or or Kerensky. You could Kerensky. Well, Kerensky yeah. would be a good one. Is Orion? Oh, the, I'm I'm talking of Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas he he drove a, an Atlas too. Oh but, yeah, um, Gauze, Godzilla, Godzilla, the annihilator with well. four gauzes. I don't know. I, I Barnes and Noble already got the uh, the annihilator. I don't it know. Added, more add another barrel. Fine. I, yeah, that thing is I, so that thing is so damn big. God. It's a huge that's model. A, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, that's the one that just got released, Tommy. Uh, the Wolfhound 2C is Grinner. Oh, well, see how much I know about lore? Hey, you know what, though? You knew you knew its name. That's why you got I'm, us, buddy. I'm proud of you, sir. That's why you got us. I think that's on audio, isn't it? Which one? Well, abridged, sorry. <laughs> Lost Destiny? Yeah, that's an abridged. Oh. It's an abridged Until, Like, stop un- doing abridged crap. <laughs> un- well, to be fair, Catalyst hasn't done abridged, but until well, the, uh, the until the- Texas Texas uh, Kerensky trilogy comes out, yep, we can only hope. Yeah. All right, where were we? Anybody else got a favorite? I think we hit Aaron? quite a few of them. Go yeah, once, go twice, sold. All right. Did we mention the Black Marauder? Because <laughs> oh. that would be pretty sweet. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the Black Marauder is uh, they they would be it would behoove Catalyst to put that Black Marauder series 
in shrapnel. Yes, because yes, everybody's trying to that. find it. Everybody's that trying to find it, and they can't. A great couple of stories. Granted, it it's a little odd for the BattleTech universe, but it was they they were great stories. It's just fine. It's just Tis fine. Tis but a scratch. Tis because but a scratch. Lots of people have been asking to try and find that, and it's hard to find. Make it hey, again. Uh, hey, Catalyst guys, put that in shrapnel, please. That would be super fantastic. Be awesome. Super cool. I think the super only cool. problem is. Uh, I don't know that they've re- reprinted anything in shrapnel. I think shrapnel is always brand new material. Okay. Lance Sar- Sarkini, write another black, black Marauder story. <laughs> because yeah. Add, add a, add a fourth, fourth part to it. And then just, just add call, on. It, call it part four, but it's really parts one through three. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> reprinted. <laughs> I feel and like there's have, a. I feel like, like one, one a, extra page, one extra page for a fourth part. It's kind of like a Rambo movie, you know. It's it's not the same movie, but it's the same movie, but it's a different it's a different uh, yeah movie series now. Got a work a different working title is all. I mean, it, work. we it's mentioned one G. He he basically made the best Black Marauder I've ever seen in my entire we got, life. I got to hold that and I didn't drop it. And you didn't <laughs> drop it. <laughs> it was so cool. It I was. Disowned you if you drop that. I, <laughs> it, it's had, the only, had, yeah. It's the only series that's given me goosebumps reading it. Yep, I agree. It was. I want to. I, I want to read this to my kids on Halloween so they're scared. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, horror done right in the BattleTech universe. Yeah, kindred spirits. Hey, here's here's the deal. They could put that out for a Halloween special. There you go. Catalyst. We got all kinds of ideas. Just call us. All right. Just just call us. Just well, I got just, I got ideas. Let's let's get this up. done. That's hey. Wolfnet Radio Podcast. WNRP at WolfStreetGoods.com. Uh, they know yeah. how to they know how those they know how to reach me. <laughs> uh no, they don't because they still haven't accepted a challenge. So <laughs> oh, I don't believe that either. Right and, away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that before too. Sunshine's on a dog's ass once in a while. So, uh, moving on to events. Uh, you had a huge event, Andrew. I want to get. I want to get to that. Oh, I don't before. think it was. It was not a huge event by any stretch. Um, but you had lots of fun stories about it. We we had we had a small. Uh, so Minneapolis has a, a yearly convention called Con of the North. That happens at uh, Crown Plaza in, in North Minneapolis. Um, it's a, a very small, very intimate convention. Um, we got stuck in a that stuck. Um, I want to say it was probably a thirty by thirty conference room. Um, I had we we had tickets for eight. We had table space for eight. I had six show up. I'm sorry, I had five show up. So I got to play and. Uh, we had uh, Frank and Ian, who we met at Curl Sisters of Go-Go for the first time. Uh, they drove up from Des Moines, and uh, Chad from The Source uh, was kind enough to organize it all and tell me, hey, we're doing this on this day. Bring your stuff. So, again, Chad, thank you for keeping me busy and, and getting us out in front of the people. I really appreciate it. 
Um, of course my daughter was there and she was gunning for first place and, um, uh, Bob, a uh, a uh, 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 dear friend here in town, um, he heard that we were going to be there and, and made the trip up. So, uh, the five of us got a chance to play three rounds. Uh, we started at 10, finished at four. And what was interesting was we started at 10 and the, in the same room, uh, in the other corner of the room, we had the classic guys show up at noon and they had a table of eight and they were kind of, they had some new players and they were teaching. And I think from noon to four, they maybe got two or three rounds in. We played two full games in that amount of time. We got to interact with another individual. We got to conclude something. Um, it, it just, it was another polarizing thing for me to realize what we've put together. Now, granted, the classic guys, when they sit down at the table, they know they're going to grind it out for the day. And that's what they're there for. Um, I'm, I'm all in on 350. I, I like the fact that I can get multiple games in with different forces and, and enjoy someone else's company while we roll dice and get to know each other. So um, <laughs> had some really interesting things happen. Um, we found out in the last game uh, of, of the deal, I was playing against Chad and Chad, for whatever reason, had in his head that he had to play with 250 and not 200. So <laughs> we get into third round and I had a couple, we had a family that stopped by and kind of gave them the spiel of, of classic and alpha strike and, you know, what our 350 format is, that kind of thing. And Chad was listening and he kind of pop, popped in when he could. And he's like, yeah, and it's 350 and you take 250 to play. And I kind of looked at him and I'm like, Chad, it's 200. Oh, so we finish with this family and we come back to the game and he nonchalantly reaches on the table, grabs his archer and just sets it off to the side of the table. <laughs> and I looked at him, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I had 250 points on the table. I was like, Oh, okay. So that was a humorous moment of the day. And <laughs> the other one that, that happened was, is I was playing against Frank and Frank was the guy to beat. He, he brought the same list that he brought uh, to Curl Sisters a go-go. Um, and we were playing Rampage for that game. And I had artillery at a valley in my sprint. We were, it was, I was doing well. I, I, I thought for sure it was going to go an opposite way. And, and I was able to take out his gargoyles and Corona, I think, on the third round, second round. Third round, I took those out which really kind of changed the dynamic of the game pretty quick. But through that process, he got his dasher in my backcourt and started <laughs> wailing on the valley. And I don't know how or why, but he hit the valley and I got a, I got an MP hit of two inch minus two inches. And the next round, he didn't move the, he must, I don't remember if he didn't move the dasher or he moved it and didn't just thought I was going to stay there again but he moved five and a half inches away. So ramming speed, I, I used an artillery vehicle and charged his fire moth and was able to get an artillery round to go off because it's two separate attacks. So that was something that was very unique that I hadn't 
had happened yet. So um, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, every game, something new happens or you see something new or somebody comes up with a new idea of, of how to do something. And that's that's what's exciting is seeing how people's minds work and seeing how they deal with bad dice. So that was this weekend. Um, this upcoming weekend, we've got um, the Florida event in Tampa in St. Petersburg at Critical Hits Games. Um, we're playing Saturday. We start Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Um, thank God, I got I, I finally got all the boards and everything shipped on Friday, and Woo-hoo! I have I haven't slept better in the last two days than I have in like the last <laughs> month. I've been stressing so hard about getting everything put together and sent and, and getting those things shipped off. I'm doing <laughs> my stress levels have dropped dramatically. So uh, we're excited to get there. We're excited to, to conduct a tournament there. Uh, I think we're looking at maybe a little over 20, um, which is exciting. Um, then we get back from Florida on Friday or on Sunday. And on Friday night, I'm headed out to Wisconsin for Evercon. Um, I'm, uh, helping Ron, uh, Ron and Sean have, have set up uh, an Alpha Strike 350 with Evercon. So I'll be being the TO 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 run that. Um, <laughs> we'll just keep going. So then in March, uh, we will be, I don't know how many of us are going to make it. Um, if I don't get um, somebody to come with, um, I don't know if we'll make it. Aaron, I'm hoping that you can make that trip, but we plan on being at Adepticon. We don't have anything official, but we will bring terrain with, and we'll find a place to play um, one way or another. Um, Then we come back, and then we get into April. April 22nd through the 24th will be Rumble on the River. Uh, We're targeting um, Davenport, Iowa as the host city so that we can keep the name rumble on the river uh we're moving it to davenport because uh, i've heard from more than a couple of people who plan on flying in for it so we are trying to be accommodating for those that are making that trip it's it's awesome that we can i feel really accomplished that when we do something we have people getting on a plane to come play um that really tells me and other players i think that we're doing something right and people are really enjoying um what we're doing uh so looking forward to that event um we got something coming up the following weekend i don't think it it's not really something for the masses but i believe that that is kerensky con um, out in Seattle, the 29th through the 31st, or the, I'm sorry, the 1st of May. And then I think things slow down a little bit until June. And I think Origins is June 8th through the 12th, um, annual fishing trip. And then we get into August for Gen Con. I think that leaves us a, a place to talk about Gen Con. So um i've i've talked with um ryan um uh, who is the host and owner of uh, the battle barn where we ran events last year 
and it sound it sounds like we're on track to to be able to use the facility again over Gen Con. Um, we're I'm I don't know if I can speak for everyone here, but I'm really noticing not, a trend. Yeah, and it's just I'm not going to say anything because I'm not going to stir that stir that pot. We'll be we'll be doing something at Battle Barn again this year. Um, this year we'll probably be looking at only a Friday and Saturday for running events. Uh, we plan on being as a group, uh, going to Gen Con Thursday to be able to buy the things that are there and see the people and, you know, what do they call it? Press the flesh and, and meet the people and do the thing. So, uh, we'll have events Friday and we'll have, uh, the tournament again on Saturday. So I hope we get a, a good turnout again. Um, we had a fantastic time last year, so we'll see how it goes again this year. Pacific, great place to play. Taking a little walk in the woods. Yeah, and uh, he he does a fantastic job. He's a great host. Want to take a break? Sure. All right, this history brief with Charles Gideon brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. On this episode of WolfNet History Briefs, everyone dies because of a successful rescue mission. Hello, WolfNet, and welcome to this installment of WolfNet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's go. Today we go to the city of Old Connaught, on the planet Ark Royal on the 22nd of January, 3073. At this point, the word of Blake's Jihad had been raging across the inner sphere for a handful of years. Every power had been touched in some way, either directly or covertly, by the carnage, and it had become obvious that unilateral efforts were not working. As he had done a few times in his career, Percenter Marshal of Comstar, Victor Steiner Davian, looked to form a coalition against this new enemy. He, with his cousins, Felon Kell, Khan of Clan Wolf in Exile, and Adam Steiner, General of the Lion Alliance Armed Forces, had begun to have some level of success against the Blakus, and extending the list of allies seemed a reasonable next step. Then he was given the perfect opportunity to rally attention and support from the other major powers of the Inner Sphere. A Comstar-backed resistance force led by Alice Rosette Merrick attacked the planet New Home and freed numerous prisoners from a re-education camp there. Among those freed was Fritz Donner. Now, Fritz Donner was well known as the leader of the Black Warriors, a mercenary unit that was little more than a pirate battalion and the spine of the military arm of the Cersinus Federation. Prior to the outbreak of the Jihad, the Federation had thrown in with the Blakus, seeing an opportunity for growth and to gain advantage over historical enemies. The word of Blake had been playing both sides, however, and after the Circinian president died, Donner saw the truly horrific plans of the Blakus. So he attempted to flee Circinian space with the Black Warriors, but was captured by the word of Blake. The knowledge he carried and the first-hand accounts of the torture he endured for years under Blake's control was precisely the type of information Victor Steiner Davian needed to get the political buy-in for the conference and possible anti-Blake coalition. Now when I say Donner was the perfect lure, this was not by accident. The word of Blake, in long-term scheming any house ruler would be envious of, 
had been orchestrating this moment quite possibly for years. Records indicate Donner had been held on Gibson following his capture and was moved to new home only shortly before the raid that freed the other prisoners. The Blakus then accidentally, on purpose, leaked messages highlighting the importance of recapturing Donner to their cause. For all intents and purposes, it was obvious to everyone that Donner was a valuable person. But why would the Blakus invest so much time and effort into some backwater pirate leader? In a word, access. People have used their power to gain access for millennia, and the Blakus had the foresight to know that eventually there would be an important party they wouldn't be invited to. Donner just became their ticket. In fact, with VIPs from across the inner sphere attending, the Ark Royal system was locked down in ways not seen since the fall of Amaris. Warships waited in orbit for any invading force and battlemech regiments were on standby. Anyone entering the hall was subjected to every test imaginable to prevent weapons from entering, including explosive sniffers, metal detectors, even x-rays. One thing the security didn't do was cut people open to check their bones for explosives, which the Blakists were more than happy to do if it meant smuggling a weapon into the conference. So, the explosive was in place. But how do you detonate the bomb? Donner was unaware that he was a walking, talking bomb, so he wouldn't be able to detonate himself. Radio frequencies would be blocked by countermeasures to prevent spying, so the word used a detonator that couldn't be stopped. They fired one of their super HPGs from light years away. The electromagnetic interference caused by the blast was an unstoppable trigger, making the attack perhaps the longest distance direct attack of all time. As the smoke cleared and dust settled, over 300 conference goers were wounded and 100 killed. Among the dead were some of the most recognizable names in the entire inner sphere, including Bjorn Jorgensen, Khan, Ghost Bear Dominion, Diana Pride, Star Colonel and Rise Star, Clan Jade Falcon, Maeve Wolf, General, Wolf's Dragoons, Shin Yodama, Shosho of the Draconis Combine, and perhaps most devastatingly, Michael Bosworth, the interstellar news network correspondent whose coverage of the Blakus movements put most house intelligence agencies to shame. With all of these high-profile people gone, there was a void in the leadership from across the inner sphere, primarily of those who would have seen cooperation as a primary tactic to face the Blakus. And into this vacuum would step Devlin Stone. But he will have to wait for his own history brief. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, coming back, Wolfnet Radio Podcast, with this history brief with Charles Gideon, brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures, as always. Uh, coming back to uh, events, recent battles, we've had um, plenty of talk about larger events. How about some of the smaller events, like remembering the Wrestlehog in March 22nd? Take it away, Gideon. Uh, yeah, remember Wrestlehog is the uh, uh, the continuation. The uh, uh, Colorado fellas out here, um, as you may recall, uh, last, oh man, was that like in November already? Um when they did the battle for the sphere, 
Yes. Um, and so that was kind of the intro to Alpha Strike slash 350. Um, uh, slightly altered uh, army construction rules. All the games were stand-up fight. So they're taking it kind of to the next step of um, they're sticking to the clan invasion era. Hence the name, remember Rasselhag. Um, but uh, they're including all of the uh, scenarios now. Uh, so it, it's kind of just a way of uh, getting new players or maybe people who are classic players and new to Alpha Strike or people who are just new to, uh, what am I trying to say, organized play. Uh, it's getting them kind of up to speed because, uh, of course, the plan is we want to uh, have an event out here uh may 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 is how, we were just talking about it so may i <laughs> uh, don't don't uh there, there's a little coordination it. to happen so yeah don't uh don't nail me down uh to dave and matt mike uh, uh mike <laughs> like, what are you doing all you guys no. don't don't uh yeah all you guys. Um, but anyway, so that's the plan. Uh, so, but it is at Inconceivable Games in Castle Rock. Uh, if you live in Colorado, it's an easy drive. It's like dead center of the state. So uh, come on down March 26th, 11 o'clock. Bring your 350. Um, I can tell you Battle for the Sphere was a ton of fun. So uh, I expect Remember Rasselhag will be just as fun, if not more so. Because so, I think what... Uh, is going to be what what we're probably going to see is a lot of people were getting used to the idea um, of organized play, and now that they've kind of got uh, their palate wetted by <laughs> by uh, Battle for the Sphere, they're kind of there, there's a ton of people that are deep diving into units, kind of like we've seen ourselves do, and people all over the place what? after they do after after one event, then they're like, oh. I can bring bring my infantry transports and I can bring this infantry and that infantry. So, um, uh, once again, uh, so for people listening, it is, uh, again, kind of altered, uh, army construction from R three fifty slightly. Um, but again, it's because it's set in clan invasion era. So some of the rules just don't apply. Um, and they're also, because minis are vehicle minis are a little harder to get a hold of. I think they're they're doing 3D prints of those or allowing 3D prints of some vehicles, um, which of course for our event that will be coming after that it it'll be premiere, so that won't be a thing. But for now, if you're still just trying to figure out how to play vehicles and how to make them fit into your army, it's a pretty affordable way of doing it. But that's my spiel. So Matt, Dave, Mike. Um, I'm trying to remember who else all is yelling at me all the time over there, Jack, the, 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 like I, I thought I stumbled into like the crazy, craziest, like most active group of Battletech players ever, uh, over here. And I, I, I still haven't been proven wrong. These guys are, these guys are all, uh, very awesome. So, um, yeah, that's my whole spiel. Sweet. All right. And Aaron, you had some talk on Gen Con Battle Barn? Well, I just wanted to, because it's what? This is the second or 
third year that Gen, second year that Gen Con is now third year. First year was canceled completely. Second year was not fun. This is the third year that they are requiring vaccination cards, masks, um, all the other stuff. The vendor list is down. Everything's down. Um, but things are changing quite drastically right now, like everywhere. You're seeing the mask mandates go away. You're seeing all this other stuff. So basically, and, and it's terrible because you have to have everything booked ahead of time for Gen Con. You got to have your badges six months ahead of time. You got to get your um, your hotels and all this other stuff. It, there's just too much volatility going on around Gen Con right now that is the reason why we're not exactly, you know, we're going to try to make it a day. Um, but as of right now, I think we're shooting for Battle Barn, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Correct. Uh, we had a great time last time. We've learned quite a few things from the last time. Um, so don't expect the Battle Barn to be exactly what it was the last time. It's going to be diff- not not very different. It's still going to be Battletech. It's still going to be Alpha Strike. It's still going to be painting. It's still going to be good times. Um, it's a great facility. It's not too far away. Uh, if you are going to Gen Con, that you can make it out a day to visit. But you know, some people are asking, well, what if, what if, you know, Gen Con goes back to normal in August? I was like, well, there's too much stuff. Too late. That have it's too late yeah, it's too late. You, you can't, for us to make that decision, it's too late. We had to have made these decisions a month ago. Last month. Last yeah. month. So while I love Gen Con, we all love Gen Con, it's just, I don't I don't think any of us want to participate in a Gen Con that's not going to fulfill what we knew it to be. Um I think I was the only one of the group last year that went for a day and it was it was just not the same at all. Um it was just uh, it, I didn't get that feel. I didn't I mean uh I wouldn't want to do it. I mean we we might go for a day um i think we're thinking thursday just one in case there's something at the the catalyst game labs booth two but i I can't i can't me myself i can't um bring myself to buy a four-day badge and go there four days i i I had my four-day badge last year i only went one day and i it didn't bother me uh going one day so Hopefully, 2023, there'll be 50,000 people like it was for the 50th anniversary, and it's going to be crazy, and all the regular vendors are going to be there, and all the everyone's going to be there. We'll have our side figured out. We'll be ready to go 2023, but this year, it's just it's just not going to work. Too many um, unknowns. We, we really wanted to... We're, we've been dying <laughs> to run our first... 350 tournament at Gen Con for the last three years. And uh, it's not going to happen this year either. So, uh, but we're gearing up for 2023. Uh, we're going to try to make a bunch of other, I think we're trying to make De- Adepticon. 
Um, well, we're going to Adepticon. Uh, a bunch of other cons, but again, uh, join the Facebook page because that's the best spot. We're going to be traveling uh, this year a little bit. Rumble on the river, going like I said, Florida. We're going to going to Colorado. We're going to try to try to grow the the Alpha Strike 350 format as much as we can. So, um, but Gen Con is just there's just too much unknowns, and we can't do anything about that. So, that's all I wanted to say about Gen Con. Anything else? I have anything to add on to that? You did that much better than where I was going to go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and I, I, I mean, I think that the, uh, I think yeah, you, 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 you hit it really well. It's just the want to emphasize because it's not a uh, like anything wrong with Gen Con. You know, like there's just too much in the air um, for us to be able to figure stuff out months in advance. Whereas when we have Ryan being the great guy he is with a great facility that he's let you know willing to let us use and run the games the way that we want to be able to run games that like it, it kind of becomes a non-decision of that's the I do, think that's the biggest point right, running do, the games the way we want to run them and have the experience be what people want exactly uh of whereas we could show up at Gen Con quite possibly and then not be able to run games so then what's the point we you know like it we either go all in on a maybe or we go with the sure thing so mm-hmm. it, i mean it's it's kind of a non-decision um especially and, since ryan's so awesome it's really hard to say like no with, i don't want to spend the weekend hanging with that dude <laughs> and with the amount of work that it takes to do this i i can't I cannot in good conscience go with a maybe we have to, we have to commit. So it has to be a sure thing and Ryan will make that happen. So that is, that's why. Yeah. So for everybody out there who like, uh, I think last year there was just, uh, um, like some confusion because people weren't sure what they wanted to be at the battle barn for what they wanted to be at Gen Con for. So I think that, this approach is really kind of the best of both worlds where instead of us running stuff every day and then people like having to pick and choose, you know, what? be like us, go, go hang out at Gen Con on Thursday. I'd be happy to see as many people as possible. Absolutely. Um, I've never, I've never been there. So it'll be, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you flew to, you flew to Indianapolis last year and didn't and go to Gen Con. Your, your event was Battle Barn. And yeah. Yeah, I think he had a good time. Oh, I absolutely think, I, did. I hope, I absolutely hope so. did. But <laughs> but but yeah, this way we can do the uh, uh, the social thing on Thursday. You know, meet everybody who isn't going to be able to make it out to the battle barn and hang and talk and do all that good stuff. But then still get the games and provide the games that we want to be able to well, provide. Do we do we need to do a poll and and see whether would it make more sense to do the tournament on a Friday versus a Saturday? I I, I don't know. Um, you know, cause I know Gen Con does things at different times and does it fit better to do the tournament on Friday versus Saturday? I don't know. Aaron's pretty good at working a poll. Whoa. I'm hey, per- I'm pretty good at working a poll. <laughs> Dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No photographic evidence. Anyways. Yeah, no, no <clears> photographs, though. What happens at Gen Con stays at Gen Con. Let's, uh, let's finish it up with shout-outs, unless anybody's got anything else. Oh, I don't man. think so. Shout-outs? Andrew, you got any shout-outs? <laughs> you guys got time? <laughs> um, I got a shout-out, Chad, at uh, Chad Orson at Source Games and Comics for getting uh, Con of the North set up. Uh, I got a shout out Ronald and uh, Bradley in St. Petersburg for the Ford event. You guys have gone above and beyond for for getting drumming up support and getting people excited for the event. Um, Jason Acker at Critical Hits Games for hosting the event. Uh, you know, we can't do this if we don't have a place to set up. So um, shout out to him for providing the space. Uh, I got a shout out. Um, Ron and Sean for the Evercon. That is the following weekend. Uh, they've been drumming up support there and, and making sure that we should have a good turnout as well. Um, I got a shout out Frank Turner uh, from the Con of the North. He uh, gave me a gorgeous Marauder 2C and in Dragoon colors. Um, Thank you. Uh, matter of fact, during the podcast here, we've been going back and forth. Uh, sent me pictures of the paint bottles of, of a, what he'd use to get it. So a 350 will be forthcoming in the colors that he painted that Marauder in. So again, thank you so much. And, and uh, I really appreciate it. Sure. I think I think that's it. Well, I got one more. To you guys for dealing with my bitch ass trying to get all this stuff ready to go for Florida. <laughs> I know I haven't been the most kind and probably a little terse the last couple of weeks. So thank you for putting up with my shit. I appreciate it. Aaron. Um, no, I don't. (laughs) I've been super out of it guys. I've been uh, trying to finish it up a bunch of stuff. Uh, I know I've missed a lot on the, I mean, I have an apology to the discord and the, the campaign. I I've got that. That's my bad, guys. Oh, I thought of one more. I got to thank Mario for making the coin that will be part of the trophy for Florida. Thank you, Mr. Brute, for doing that. I knew there was somebody I was missing. Tommy. Uh, so I, uh, I'm also going to shout out to Brute, uh, him and, uh, Uncle Mark. They've, uh, They've reached out to me since I uh, I take a monthly trip out to Illinois over by uh, um, Gibson City is where I've been going to for the last couple months now. And I'll be going back there on a rotation every three or four weeks uh, going out there for the rest of the year. Um, those Both those guys have reached out to me wanting to play a game during the week. So one of these times awesome. I'm in the game with one of them. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. And not awesome, Turkina. Turkina, I'm sorry. That's very Turkina of them. Yep. Old man Mark better be planning on going to Adepticon. That's the whole reason we're going. Charles. Uh, first off, I'd like to uh, shout out Joshua, the Enigma jury. Um, he sent a... Uh, paint rack over to me 
um, which is very awesome. Um, he has a, a Etsy store called, uh, I want to say, uh, the painter's drawers. Um, so it's just a little here. I like for, for all the listeners out there, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm going to pull the rack down here. So that way, at least the, uh, the, the guys here know what I'm talking about. So I don't sound totally crazy, but he, Ooh. 3d prints uh paint racks and he sent me one i don't know if it was just like an extra or he was just trying to get rid of it or whatever or he 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 <laughs> he thinks i just need to become a better painter an organization might help with that i don't know um but uh he, he's got an etsy store he i don't think he even has any thing in his Etsy store right now but um hit him up if you want a cool paint rack it's like kind of set up where you can put it in a in a desk drawer and be able to see all your paints so it's it's really cool um so thank you Joshua um next is Whitworth uh running his uh, junkyard campaign I know second battalion is really having a lot of fun with that um, next up is White Fox, Eden, Connor, Eagle, other people who I didn't scroll far enough up to see. Um, but they are doing a lot of work trying to get, uh, details hammered out to be able to get the ongoing games that coach was talking about earlier, um, up and running. Um, so thank you guys for that. Alex, I, I he, Alex is the one I was forgetting for the Colorado group. So Alex, you get your own shout out. You don't get lumped in with them other guys. Um, and then the last one is a warning for Eden Brute and Enigma. There are things in the mail coming to you. Be warned. <laughs> I got one for <clears throat> Chandler and Mario. Thanks for inviting me on to Armored Up for a uh, guest spot on a podcast talking uh, combat vehicles and lore. That was a lot of fun. I had a great time and hope to do it again uh, whenever they want some help. What? You went to a different podcast? Guest. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. He's, he's two-timing us. I had to say yes. We all got to play the field every once in a while. <laughs> got to realize, realize what we're missing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. Any comments, concerns, questions can be directed at WNRP at WolfsterGoons.com, YouTube, Discord. Find us also Tuesday Night Fight Nights on um, the Discord channel, Patreon, Facebook, and uh, WolfNet Radio at QBStores.com home for the Queensboro. The official WNRP apparel. And golf towels. And golf towels. Do oh, not forget one of the golf towels. You didn't know that? Oh, I didn't know they had golf towels. Well, you'll have one now, Pat. I'm going to get one now. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and pleasant tomorrow. Woof. Yeah. Like clockwork. Fuck out of here, Craig. You a little when Craig takes over.